you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out, where we say that beauty is always starts on the inside before you see it on the outside. And this is... Um, this is going to be an interesting show and a beautiful show, of course, but uh, our title is The Beauty of Surrender, and the truth is, is I am surrendering my existing brand as it is, Beauty Inside and Out, um, and we're we're actually rebranding and transforming into something else, and I, I, I'm tying this into our show theme today uh, in Surrender, and it's kind of based on what we also talked about last week in uh, meeting with our friend Deborah um, in regards to grief and healing. And sometimes the grief part and the healing part can't happen without some form of surrender. So as we kind of progress through the show today, I'll give you little tidbits uh, of what's going to be happening with Beauty Inside and Out. We're not going away. We're not going anywhere. We are definitely going to be here. We're going to be finishing out the year. But the new show is going to be called Beautiful Brands Inside and Out. And here's what I've learned is that it's a very competitive landscape out out there. It's uh, incredibly busy, busy, and overdone market that we're all trying to compete in. And one of the things that I want to be able to do is help people to reduce the static and create more clarity in their messaging, in their approach to how they're wanting to reach the customers that they want to reach. Because I believe every single one of us, every com- every guest that I've had on the show, every person, every company, every product they've been selling or services that they've been offering, every single one of them has a reason to exist And every single one of them has an opportunity to make us feel better from the inside out. And the struggle we're having as entrepreneurs and and businesses today is we don't know how to really clarify that message. So I'm dedicating the next three months of my show to beautiful brands inside and out. We're going to be speaking with some high-level people on how they've been able to master this conversation of brand marketing, clarifying their message, getting their products into the hands of the people that matter and that help them to grow their business. And that's kind of, there's the business side of it. But the truth is the beauty of surrender um, is very internal. It's it's an inside job for sure. And my co-host, Gloria, is going to, I know she's going to agree with that and she's going to add an enormous amount of substance and enlightenment um, to this conversation of surrender. But first, let me do a a more formal introduction of my co-host, Gloria Coppola. She's a spiritual awakening life coach, author, motivational speaker, and educator. And she's she's been on a continuous journey, and I'm going to say of surrender, um, because that's the only way that we can grow and expand ourselves. Um, She certainly, she desires to inspire others, but the truth is, Gloria, you do inspire others. Um, You're one of the most inspirational people that I know, and you are a a true gift um, in, in my life. And I love the I love the no nonsense energy that you create um, 
for myself and when I see you create it for others. And I know how dedicated you are to the type of work that you're doing, which has a lot of spiritual insights to it. Um, you've studied a lot under some gurus and under some shamans and transfer. you provide transformational retreats for people. Uh, one of these days I'm going to get on those and join you with one of them. And, but you've been, you've been an incredibly giving person to all of this um, for a long time, for a long time. And I know that you've had your own journeys uh, along the way. So I look forward to being able to kind of share some of your surrendering stories uh, as I share mine today on the show. So we, we came to the show today, just so everybody knows, with really no ideal format. We didn't talk about what we were going to do because the truth is surrendering is just surrendering. You, it, It's kind of something you don't plan. It's just something you do. So uh, here today, we're going to surrender and we hope to be able to provide some insight around the surrender because Gloria, here's, here's what I think people think. They still think that, you know, that white flag, uh, you know, the cartoons back when, when we were kids and, and, you know, one of the cartoon characters would hold up the red, the white flag and, and try to surrender. And I think that's a big misconception to the depth of the word surrender. So we're going to help you define that a little bit today so that you can see where in your life are you not surrendering and what's next for you if you did surrender um, something that's holding you back or keeping you stuck. So welcome to the show. Gloria, please give us some insight on surrender. I'm going to get us going here on Facebook Live because I have to start that over again. Well, Bonnie, thank you. As always, it's so fun to work along with you. And I really like that we're just going to be spontaneous today because it'll also teach others that the surrender process is about spontaneity. And it's not that white flag of giving up. Okay. You know, there's a lot of radical surrendering going on for a lot of us lately. Mm -hmm. Life is changing for many, many people. And it's really looking at it from a new place. And surrender for me is about creating the space in order for that new growth to happen. It it really is. And I'm in a I'm in a place of surrendering right now just personally with my own story. I mean, business-wise, my life, I've surrendered doing some some different types of work that has kept um, has kept me busy. Um, it's it, I, there isn't anything that I do that I don't love, but there are sometimes things that I've done that consume an enormous amount of my time, and it prevents me from getting to the things that I do love. So mm-hmm. I've had to surrender certain types of work that um, take me away from where I want to spend more of my time. Um, I've had to surrender um, moving away from my family in the last 18 months. I've had to surrender sending my son off to college. Um, and I've had to surrender the loss of my father over the summer and because um, he passed away in July. And all of that is really a form of grief. Mm-hmm. And when you grieve, you have to heal. And so I've got a lot of grieving and healing and surrendering going on right now. Um, And I can tell you guys, it's not easy. I get stuck. I get frustrated. I get emotionally charged. um, And I want it all to end. But I also know that if I'm not staying in the process of it and allowing myself to feel um, then I'm not, it'll, it'll show back up. It will rear its ugly head if I'm not giving it the, the, the time and the due diligence that it needs. That I've learned. 
Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. Because here's the thing that I learned. You know, we have a lot of similarities as being solo entrepreneurs, okay? And we like to control everything, the outcome of everything. And a big part of surrendering is realizing that we have choice. We don't always have the control we think we have. Mm -hmm. That word control. Mm -hmm. So if we don't pay attention to the signs, like you were just saying, you're paying more attention, then other things, other tragic things can happen, which is what happened to me. You know, it's like 20 years ago, a little over 20 years ago, I had a very successful business. I was juggling several plates within that business. Everything was going great, you know, and it looked great on the outside. Then I attract my soulmate. Well, that looked really good, right? Then, then I, you know, the two of us, we build a brand new home, we get married and everything looks perfect and everybody thinks everything looks perfect. But you brought up a key point. What about all the other things that you need time for? And, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're doing so much, and I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs that watch your show, they're always busy. We know as entrepreneurs, there's a lot of things to do when we go home. It's not just what you see here. It's like there's a lot of preparation. So it was nice that we didn't have to prep. It gave us more time just to be, right? And so it's a nonstop thing. And sometimes, you know, you'll see even parents, you know, don't have time for their kids or their spouses or whatever, or even to go out and have a cup of coffee with their girlfriend. And I remember a moment that, you know, we had just moved in the house. It was Christmas week. And now I had to juggle the holidays on top of it all. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, we were exhausted from unpacking. He was in school, graduating. There was a lot going on. And while we were excited about a lot of things, I was tired. It was really Mm -hmm. tired. So when I was journaling, the last thing I wrote in my journal was, I want peace. Well, little did I know what I asked for was going to come in a way that I never, ever expected. And so the surrender process happened the next morning. And it all blew up in my face. It shocked me. It put me on my knees. It humbled me. I lost faith in so many things. I lost faith in the law of attraction. I lost faith in God. But why? Why? Because that was the day that my husband's mind was going to snap being on multiple pharmacy, including opioids, and be missing for eight days. And I didn't didn't sleep. And everybody was looking for him. And then in that moment when you just know, you just know they're gone and you have to surrender to that, even though they didn't find his body yet, it's just like, oh, my God, I'm falling. I'm falling. And then when I did get the notice, I got to tell you, That's when I learned my lesson in control. We don't control anything. Because even the message when they sent the rookie policeman over and you, you, you snap, you scream, you yell, you bang your hand on the countertop, I blacked out. I lost bodily functions. Everything surrendered. Yeah. But so funny, too, on the other side of it, I snapped back of it, the control part of me snapped back and I'm apologizing to the, the rookie cop. <laughs> so I still had a lot more to learn. And that was the, only the beginning of the journey. Was mm. only- so, yeah. you know, people lose people. They, they lose things. They lose jobs. They, you know, they lose friendships. They lose trust. And losses aren't planned. And they're no. not no, and, and there is, there's, there, it's funny because I think then if you look at control and surrender being opposing forces here, um, it, it then makes sense. And those areas that you're trying to control, the fear of no control 
would bring you to surrender, but nobody wants surrender because they, they assume surrendering is giving up. Exactly. And there's, there's always this kind of like vocabulary. We have to be really careful with the vocabulary that I think that we use a lot of times. And, and we don't know any better. Um, we've been taught a certain way and, and we don't realize the impact that sometimes our words have on us and others. And I think that that phrase that people say all the time where it's like, oh, just let it go, just let it go. But, you know, provide me a handbook of how I let it go. Mm-hmm. And then maybe I can let it go because you can't just make it go away. But mm-hmm. you can, funny enough, surrender and allow space to be created. And it's it's not easy. I mean, I think my biggest lesson in control and surrender was um, I had just started my business as an, as an entrepreneur and um, I was so excited and all was going well. And I had this niche in the industry of being able to be that, you know, that connector to people. It was like everything I'd ever hoped for and it was all going good. And then the recession hit. And in the process of the recession, I had owned some real estate. Um, and of course, uh, it completely went upside down pretty fast. So I was trying to get out from underneath it. I had plans. I had done my homework. I had due diligence. I had hired people to help me. How do I figure this out? Do I just suck it up and stay in it? Or, you know, is there something I can do and put all these plans together? And then one day I woke up and it was about two weeks before Christmas. I woke up and I was working in my office and something felt completely off. Like nothing felt normal to me and I couldn't figure out what it was. I had enormous amount of anxiety. Um, There's no way that I would have expected something like this to happen. And my doorbell rang about noon and it was this gentleman and he says, I now own your house. I'm coming in to take pictures because you are not going to take anything out or damage it or anything that's part of the structure of the house. And I'm just like holding my door shut and going, I don't know who you are, get out of here type of thing. And at that moment, my phone was ringing and it was the real estate agent and the person that I had hired to help me do this sale of it. Um, and they're like, your house just sold in an auction. And there I was, I, you know, like two weeks before. No, no forewarning. No, no forewarning whatsoever. Everything, we were supposed to sign papers for the sale uh, the Tuesday after, or the it was like just after Thanksgiving, so we're just sh- shy of Christmas. So the next. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions, to profits, to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. 
disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Every day, we're surrounded by technical buzzwords and jargon that can go way over our heads. Now, there's a show that brings it all back down to earth. Tune in for today, Tomorrow's Technologies, with host Jose Negron. We'll not only explain the new technologies that are shaping our world, we'll give you the benefits and backstory of these technologies. Listen for T3 with Jose Negron, live every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Well, there was our lesson in surrendering. <laughs> Having some technical difficulties. I mean, that's part of life, right? I mean, that's part of that's part of being an entrepreneur and being a one-man team. Although I am thankful for you, A-Rod, at Voice America there for uh, making things happen and keeping us live. So I apologize for you guys for that long commercial delay there. But we're back. And we're talking about the beauty of surrender. And my co-host is Gloria Coppola, who is um, also just sitting here with a big smile on her face saying, okay, we've surrendered that. Now let's move on. Okay, here's what I want to talk about. And we got no more breaks, you guys. We're going straight through here. Here's what I want to talk about. Can we define surrender a little bit more that might make sense to people other than thinking it's the white flag approach? That's a really good question, Bonnie, because it's, you know, like we said earlier, it's not the give up. It's, it's actually the rise up. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It, you know, I remember going through something uh, a couple of years ago thinking, am I giving up? And I heard, no, I'm rising up. And so it's that place of shift. And it's just like the big events that happened in my life, you know, 20 years ago, you know, I had choice and surrender is a choice. Okay. And mm. One of my choices was to surrender to the process of life. So, you know, you were talking about grief earlier, and very often, you know, we don't allow, we surrender and allow, okay, to go through a process in life, including feeling grief. People want to numb it out. They want to stop it. Other people want you back at work. And I allowed, I surrendered into that place of allow this mm-hmm. to be felt. And yet it's uncomfortable, 
But I learned so much in that process. And of course, yes, I was depressed. I was depressed for a year. I did not want to go out. People were like, come on back to work. And I just, you know, I was like, you know, you're in that place of grief. And it, it's like, what am I surrendering to? I didn't even know at the time. Mm-hmm. To a place where I no longer cared in a sense about the way things were. And not in a bad way. And I couldn't really describe it at first. It was just like, it was a great place, actually. <laughs> you know, it's like you're not attached to all the stuff, all the things that you think you're supposed to do. And so there's actually more freedom in space. And then I made, you know, another decision in that space, thinking that I was giving up at first based on what people were telling me. I had to sell the house, I had to give up the home I built. Mm-hmm. I decided to just get on a plane and get away from everybody. And someone even said, you know, everywhere you go, there you are. But in that moment, I... (laughs) The faster you fly away, the further you get to you. (laughs) Exactly. You don't have all that other, all those other voices telling you, well, you really need to do this and you should do this. And all that linear conditioning that you and I, being former control freak, live in. And so there's an allowance in in that place of surrender where you can open up to really finding out who you are, you know, and what what life is about. And, you know, I wound up getting embezzled in my business too. So my Mm. that was gone. And then my father dies and it was just piling on that plate. And people always ask me, how did you do it? How'd you get through it? So in that surrender process over the years, it took years to figure this out. It didn't happen overnight. (laughs) I realized that there were certain key factors and one of them was my faith. Even though I said earlier, I lost faith in God. I lost faith in the law of attraction. I lost faith in myself. I was doubting everything I had done. Was it the right thing? But I realized it was still deep inside of me. Yeah. Now what I do is I surrender to faith on a whole new level. So if you think about surrendering, imagine yourself falling out of a plane with no parachute and you're blind. And all you're doing is falling into this dark abyss. It can sound scary, but if you have that internal peace, which is what I had asked for, I wound up getting it, and that faith that you are there, that you are protected, okay, that you are guided that abyss of surrender is actually a huge playground of opportunity and the space where we talk about create space. It's the space for things you never thought were possible. Oh, that is so true. So I remember before we had our um, technical difficulties here and our interruption that, you know, for me, it was, I had just lost my house. It was just before Christmas. I'm now homeless. I have a young son um, and I, I had to like figure this out. And, and, and of course, there were family and friends, but, you know, being the control freak that I still am to some degree, I, I had to figure it out. It wasn't about, you know, getting on my knees and surrendering and saying, I need help. I need help. But I did get on my knees and I did ask for help. And it was really just saying, Bonnie, you have to really look at Was your life going in the direction that you wanted it to anyway? Were you hanging on tightly to all that you had, thinking that what you had was more valuable than who you are or the people in your life? And that became kind of like my new new mantra. And when I 
when I agreed, like, okay, and it's not even agreeing. It's when I just finally surrendered to the, I have to get out of this house. And I had to pack up this house in like five days and get out. And it was the, it was the first real house that I bought. I loved my house. And um, I was moving the couch and boxes were everywhere. And when I moved the couch, there was this post-it that said, you are now debt-free. And I know I wrote that post-it and I had put it on something like a credit card bill or something like that. And I I remember going, you are now debt-free. And there this post-it was laying underneath this couch. And in that moment, I realized the surrender, how powerful the surrender was because the house was overpriced when I bought it. The house is now completely valued at less than 30% of what I bought it at during this recession time. I was starting my business. I was very happy to be in a place of less of everything, less, less overhead, less responsibility, less debt. And there I was in that moment. And the minute I walked out that door of that house, I was debt free. And Mm -hmm. I took that mantra on to be able to say, this is how I need to be now. Like you, (laughs) it wasn't like, woo, happy times followed. I trusted that this was a perfect time in my life to be able to get the coaching that I needed. Now, it started out as therapy, thinking that that's what I needed. I need therapy. Something's wrong with me. How could this happen? How did I not have any control over it? And the truth is, is that therapy didn't work for me. And they also wanted to put me on antidepressants because, of course, I'm very sad. Um, And I'm like, no, I don't want that. And I ended up hiring a coach. And it was it was the greatest transformational part of my life. And the, and the coaching was around emotional intelligence. So I got to learn a lot about myself, a lot about my emotions, and a lot about surrendering. Um, and really being that kinder, gentler, more compassionate person that I strive to be every day, even though I have days that I'm not. Um, but I also lost people in my life during that time as well. People like took stage left and exited my life and it was shocking and it was sad, but it was another form of surrender. It was another form of surrender. Absolutely. When, when all that is changing, all that frequency in your life is changing things that really aren't working for you that you thought were, will leave. If we don't make the choice to do it, somehow it seems to happen And so what I learned is that law of attraction, you know, you wanted to be debt free. I wanted peace. Well, we got it, didn't we? Mm -hmm. Ever. We weren't on the frequency we thought because if were, it would have happened differently. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, had things remained the same, the stress I would have put myself through, the overhead I would have had to been responsible for, the expectations of delivering everything that I had promised myself and others, it would have been far too much, far too much for me. I, I, don't, I wouldn't want to have managed it because I wouldn't be who I am today. Exactly. And that's why when my business was embezzled and people were like, well, sue him, sue him. I remember going back into the business and having to deal with, you know, someone who was running it, losing their trust in all this too, because they forged my yeah. signature on documents. And yet, 
I had such a surrender of, I don't have this responsibility anymore. That really took a lot of work, a lot of effort, a lot of hours, a lot of money. And it was just gone. Like the weight was gone. And sure, I had to reinvent myself, but, you know, life went on and I did reinvent myself. But all of that stress brought me to this place of peace. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you and I know as entrepreneurs, rebuilding yourself and rebranding yourself and all, you know, it takes, it takes work. It's not like it's easy. People look at us and probably say, oh, look, at they've got it all going for them. No, there's a process in that too. However, there's a different place within yourself that you feel when you're moving into this new place of allowing, allowing, allowing. And so allowing, we're yeah. Attached. We're not attached to certain things. We now know, hey, if we lose something like a house, Okay, like a business, we can recover, but it's our choice how we want to yeah. recover. And you know, I love the fact that you use the word choice because that's one of the things I want to define for people in, in having a clear understanding of surrender. There's decisions and there's choices. And sometimes when we make decisions, we're forcing things to happen or we're forcing decisions to take us in a particular direction. But if we look at those things as more of a choice, this is a choice. I can say yes, I can say no, I can, I can maybe even say maybe right now, but I have a choice in this. And the choice kind of takes away that, that control that might hold you down or keep you down or keep you stuck over decision. So I, I, I really try to look at those areas in my life where I'm struggling and I'm like, I can make a different choice. Or have I made have I made it a decision that I feel obligated to, and can I make another choice in that obligation? Yeah, absolutely. And when we're making that choice in that decision moment, ask yourself where where is it coming from? If we go back into the past of the way things happened to us, we might make a decision a certain way. If we are looking at the future, we might make a decision a certain way. But what if you surrendered into the moment? And really listened inside and made a choice from there, from that level versus, oh, but I got to do this and I got to do this. It's kind of like, like Bonnie, you know, the whole project I've been working on that you know about, you know, th that was something that came in dreams. It came in yeah. meditation. It wasn't something that I said I was going to do, but it's something that aligned that I finally surrendered into it. And the process has been five years, as you know, to finally <laughs> bringing this to fruition. And even that process of working with a team of women, right? There was a surrender in that, wasn't there? There was like, okay, let's see how collaboration works, right? And what choices can be made in that process without going back into the place of control. And you know, I was working on that in the very beginning, like, how do I step back a little bit to see how yes. to just evolve? And that's a big part of life. How are you going to allow it to evolve? And, and things will become more easeful for you. So I, wanna, I want people to look at, for those of you that are listening, I want people to look at what part of your life, what's something in your life that is kind of agitating you right now? It's it might be creating some friction. You might be hanging on really tight. You might be trying to control it. What is it? And it could be personal. It could be something in business. It could be another person. could be family member, spouse, any of those things. And I want you to look at where, where you're hanging on to that energy. Are you hanging on to the energy of being right, 
Um, are you hanging on to the energy of, of trying to prove something and it's, it, it, there's more resistance at hand than there is peacefulness? And I want you to think about surrender from this point right here is surrender is giving it space to, for the choice to naturally show up. It's kind of, if you give it, you give it a little space. Yeah. It's kind of like when you say, don't react, respond. You have to take a moment. It's like when you're breathing, inhalation, exhalation, there's actually a pause in there that switches that process. Yeah. So if we don't react to some of these situations and we take that pause, we will have a better decision from how we're going to respond than to go into the emotional state, which is most people do. So even when I'm coaching people, I'll hear them talk about, all the old stuff that has them emotionally charged. But if you can pull right here, right now, totally shifts perspective. Right. And surrender is, is a, a byproduct of emotion. So if you can define the emotion that is attached to control or surrender then you could probably get through it because that means that there's some healing that needs to be done. And, you know, people, and here, here's an area of where I think surrender would be a very, very powerful thing to work with. And, and both Gloria and I being coaches, if you fall into this little category that I'll discuss, you follow up with either one of us and I promise you, we will support you through this. But I think divorce is one of those areas that there's so much emotion and there's so much control. Mm-hmm. happening. And nobody wants to give space for surrender to happen because the truth is, is if you have children, you will have a lifelong relationship with that person. And if you can't see it that way in the midst of dividing up assets, because that's really what it is, you're dividing up assets, um, then you You'll, you won't get to that place of peacefulness. And I don't think it needs to be as hard as it is. I don't think lawyers make it easier for anybody. But I think that that's a, it's a good area to be able to look at. What are you trying to control right now? And are you willing to surrender, give space to this particular situation so that you can have a better outcome and be more peaceful, especially mm-hmm. if it's somebody you have to engage with for a lifetime, <laughs> Well, and Bonnie, I've, I've been divorced. Yeah. You know, my first husband, you know, I chose that. I made that decision. And he wasn't happy. He was the one constantly battling and fighting. Mm-hmm. Yet I made the choice of how I wanted to move into this new space in my life. And I didn't badmouth him. A lot of people start badmouthing their spouses. I did not badmouth him. You know, he said a lot of things about me. I knew my children at some point would make their choices. Okay. I accepted my choice. That's the big thing. I accepted my choice. I didn't fight over anything. I even surrendered. Some people think I'm crazy, but I surrendered even getting his pension. Yeah. Yeah. I did the same thing. I I didn't want the attachment to that. Mm -hmm. And even the child support, it's like he started manipulating with that. And because I had my business, I needed a business loan. And he kind of, you know, he had some things against me that all of a sudden were showing up, which weren't mm-hmm. true. And he said to me, well, I'll tell you what, I'll have my lawyer get rid of it all if you stop collecting child support. And I said, yes, because it was more important for me 
to have that peace, to have that space and to keep fighting with him. And so I didn't give him anything to fight about. Mm-hmm. I allowed it. I allowed it. And then mm-hmm. after my second husband passed, years later, I was in another relationship. And that one turned out a little differently too. He decided to abandon me and leave while I was teaching in Hawaii with no notice whatsoever. And it angered a lot of people and a lot of judgments. You're like a lifetime movie, Gloria. I'm telling you. I'm tell- <laughs> it's like I sit here and go, is this really my life? This- I want it happily ever after. <laughs> but happily ever after is here. Yeah. And so, you know, my daughter has to be picked me up at the airport. She's mad because he was the grandfather sort of figure of her kids. And she's like, you got to get mad. You got to get angry. And yeah, of course I was hurt and sad and everything else. And he wasn't answering but I had to say to myself, what is he going through that I'm not aware of? That's not an easy thing to do. No, it's, it is. There, like there's, there's real real emotional intelligence comes in is when you can put yourself in this mindset, the shoes of the other person. And here's, here's the key to that. That requires forgiveness. Absolutely. Yeah, forgiveness. So Absolutely. here's one of the things that I learned in my in my coaching process. Here's one of the things that I work with my clients when I'm, and, and, I'm, and I'm telling you, it doesn't matter whether it's life coaching, branding coaching, speaking coaching, business coaching, doesn't matter what the front end, you know, action is to, or the verb that I'm doing, the coaching part of it always has the same principles that apply. And yeah. one of them is sometimes we are grieving something that we've lost but we're hanging on to it emotionally. And so we have to kind of go through the grieving process and the grieving process. This is very, very generic. Look it up, Google it up. Shock, denial, sadness, anger, hope. Mm-hmm. And what happens is that people really get caught up in grieving and can never get to the point of, of forgiveness or surrender because they keep going back and forth between shock, denial, sadness, anger, and hope. So they might be able to get into sadness. And then if you're someone like me, Sadness is the worst place for me to be. As a controlling person, sadness is a terrible, terrible place to be. So I immediately want to get out of sadness as as fast as I can, which pushes me back into denial. Or it takes me into anger. And then I'm in anger for a little bit, which is a very comfortable place for me to be at times. And then I see hope. But then all of a sudden, the next day I wake up and I'm sad and I go back into denial or shock even. And so you can see how we can kind of just bounce around in that Mm -hmm. grieving process without fully healing. And beyond that process, when you get to hope, what comes after that is not like, woo, the rainbow, the pot of gold. What comes after that is forgiveness. Absolutely. And when forgiveness presents itself, this is where you can either kind of accept it or Mm -hmm. radically own it, radically accept it. That's right. You know, yeah. So talk about forgiveness a little bit. Yeah. Well, I had to get to that point because yeah, eventually the anger and everything did come up about three months later and it happened to be new year's and I decided I was going to probably kill him. (laughs) Yeah. So so I was being understanding and very spiritual, right. And everybody else was, you know, basically not saying kind words. And I actually had to say them, please stop calling me if you're going to bad mouth him because I need to process my emotions. Okay. So I actually put a suitcase in the car and called an ashram up because this is how angry I was. All right. But a lot of that was what did I, I went into like, why, why did I, why is this happening to me again? Like you just said, it's like a movie. 
why is this happening again? Where am I going wrong? So I wasn't just angry at him. I was angry at myself too. Mm. Did I make a bad decision? I had a lot of internal anger. Yeah. So I called up an ashram and I said, could you come? Can I come up there before I kill somebody? And I said, yes. And I went for five days in silence and got up at 4 a.m., which I do not like to do, and meditated with the monks, ate in silence, did all of this. And when I got out of there, I was in this place of forgiveness. And I called him and we had a chat. And you know what he said to me? He said, first, he was surprised I forgave him. But he said to me, I knew I had to let you go in order to grow. Mm. And there it is. Like there's truth to that, right? And that's not a terrible thing to hear or even say. Right. It's a compassionate thing if you can accept it in a compassionate way. And he knew that his life and what he wanted was very different from mine. He was a country boy, you know, yeah. and that's what he wanted. And I know that he loved that lifestyle. And I didn't want to be freezing my butt off in the Northwest. Okay. So there was a level of communication now after all the hurt and pain between both of us that we came to that place and saw that peace. But I tell you, I would not have been there, nor would he, had we not done our work. And I knew oh. that I had to do mine. I knew it's I always about the work. I mean, and the work in the forgiveness arena for those people that are very controlling or angry, like I, tend to be that's kind of more of my reactive state not not nurturing and sad and soft um forgiveness was a hard one to understand but i found myself kind of like it's and here here's a thought when you can reach radical forgiveness you realize there's nothing to forgive mm -hmm. i'm going to say that again when you reach radical forgiveness you realize there's nothing to forgive in other words it's just an evolution. It's just, it's, it's life rolling on. There's no reason to hang on to it anymore. There's nothing to forgive about it. And that's a very difficult one for a lot of people because people feel very hurt, betrayed, and, and taken advantage of at some mm -hmm. point in their life. But all of that emotion stays with you. And we have to realize that if we don't heal it, we don't work through it, we don't let it go, it just shows up in our next relationship or our next business adventure or our next, you know, happy moment that we think is going to be a happy ever after type of thing. So following forgiveness is then acceptance, which makes yep. sense, right? Mm -hmm. If I can truly forgive, then I can accept why it's happened. And then this is usually the time where the awareness kicks in of, Oh, I get why all of that happened now because there's something maybe waiting for you or there's mm -hmm. something more important you should be doing or maybe Absolutely. somebody different you should be with that's more in alignment with you. Then comes well, it's surrender. You, it's, yeah, it's funny you brought up the, the uh, forgiveness part because I was talking with one of my clients today about that. And she was thinking about, oh, I'll do this forgiveness ceremony and this prayer and everything. And like you said, there's really nothing to forgive. We live in this moment. There's lots of things to learn, right? There's lots of things to share. But the forgiveness process could be quick. It can be quick. Right. And it can show up every day. But you we have to forgive up. every right. day. Right. So exactly. it's like, oh, gosh, that phone call made me upset yesterday. Well, you see what you just said yesterday. Yesterday, right? Yesterday. And then, and then you got to forgive. So it, it it it's not 
it doesn't disappear. It's not automatic. We're human. We're supposed to feel these emotions and we're supposed to feel the good and the bad and the ugly at times. But forgiveness. But why do we hold on to it? There is a question. Why do we choose to hold on to the yes? Because I, because I think we are human and I think we're supposed to have these human experiences. And I think that when we're not in this human capacity, that we don't have to, we don't have to struggle. There doesn't have to be this struggle. But from forgiveness to acceptance to surrender comes ownership. And the ownership responsibility. Yep. is where you are truly holding yourself accountable to your actions, to your words, to your life, to your every cell and every part of your being. That's right. And that's when you know that you can move on. And that's when you can know that, listen, if I, if I try something new and it doesn't work, I put myself right into that, oh, man, that sucked. And I'll go right into forgiving myself, accepting that it wasn't a good idea, surrender that I don't want to do that again, and take ownership of the time or money that I've spent. That's right. 100% responsibility for your life in yeah. everything that you do. Not necessarily easy for people to get there, but once you do and you own that, like you said, you take ownership of that, that's when true growth starts to happen. That's when you start to see your purpose even more. That's when you're living in that realm. You know, and, yeah. if I take responsibility for my life and I'm not just living from this place of ego all the time, you know, and going back and being mad and fighting and wanting and, you know, push, pull, Imagine, imagine the flow that you can get into. Imagine the surrender place that you can get into. Imagine not being attached to all those old emotions that could be holding you back 10, 20, 40, 50 years. 50 years, 40 years. I mean, listen, the work I had to do in order to get to a place of forgiveness was not about losing my house or the recession or, you know, anything like that. It was it was a lifelong forgiveness. It was it was a very me at a young age forgiveness. And, you know, and I've written about it. So if you've read any of my books, then that's, you'll, you'll hear the stories, you'll see the stories, you can read the stories, because the powerfulness of, of the work that I did and the people that supported me in this work, which is why I think you and I do this work today, is because we've been able to have this level of transformation and, and take responsibility for our lives. And it's such a powerful experience. Why would we not want that for other people? Absolutely. Why would we not want that for other people? So it's choice over decision. It's understanding the process of grief and then being able to look at that, that place of truly forgiving. And, you know, there, there's times where we think if something bad really happened, you know, like a, a child being murdered or something like that, you think, how could you ever forgive the murderer? But who's suffering when you're not forgiving the murderer? You know, who's suffering the rest of their life by doing that. Mm -hmm. So then you have to, there is this level of acceptance and and listen, everybody has their own way of going through this, but the truth is there is a way to get through it. We just said the word truth, truth, you move into truth and then you move into faith. You know, there is a truth. I remember asking a priest when I was 12 years old, that question about people murdering people. And he said, you know what? They're, they've got a mental illness. Yeah. And we're here to open up to compassion. And while it can hurt us so dearly to lose people in our lives, they've lost something, their families lost them, and yet we don't know how to deal with this, right? Yeah. 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 So there's so, a lot to this process of, of surrender. 
Yeah, I think I think that if we could all look at maybe a part of our life that we surrender, and this is how I want to be able to kind of wrap up our show today. Look at a part of your life that you are holding on to that might be holding you back or keeping you stuck. Look at a part of your life that you are forcing things to happen and maybe it's not an easeful happening. And look to be able to create that level of surrender. And that level of surrender is if there's high level of emotion attached to it, define the emotion. If it's anger, define anger of why. Why are you angry? What's not working for you that you're angry? If it's sadness, define that. If it's if 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 at that point then you're looking to be able to forgive and accept and then get to that place of surrender and give that space, create that space for something to shift, something else to be more purposeful in this journey that you're in. And surrender to your authentic self. Always surrender to your authentic self. Because the truth is, we all know, like in here, our instincts, they're telling us what's right. We're fighting and denying what our instincts are telling us to do. So we have to be more in tune with the messaging that our inner part of us is telling us and hone in on that a little bit. And Gloria is really fabulous as a coach to be able to help (laughs) you to hone in on that intuitiveness. So if you want to reach out, Gloria, will you give us how people can reach you real quick? Sure. It's just, uh, they can email me at my name, Gloria at Gloria Coppola, C-O-P-P-O-L-A.com. Real simple. Just uh, put the subject surrender in there and we'll get in touch and I'll even give you a 20 minute free surrender session. Perfect. Absolutely. I will offer the very same thing. And you guys know how to get hold of me at Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Any, any, if you're suffering in any way and you're looking for that next peaceful opportunity and and a new journey to begin, um, contact either one of us and just take some action though. Take some action so that you can have a better life. Um, and then be sure to join me next week as I kind of rebrand the whole rebrand. So we're going to have beautiful brands inside and out. I'm going to be hosting the show myself to be able to give you guys the story behind it and some of the guests that we're going to be lining up for the next three months. Um, and what that really means, because as Gloria had mentioned too, as entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and women entrepreneurs, we have a lot, we wear a lot of hats. So the sooner that we can get clear on our message and the sooner that we can attract the type of people that we want to be able to help support, work with and collaborate with, um, the more fun and easeful our life is, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So thanks everybody for joining me in this, this long journey of beauty inside and out. Listen, the beauty part's not going anywhere. Don't freak out. Um, I'm always beauty. I'm beauty from the inside out, period. Um, I, I, I want to have a different conversation. So I'm surrendering some of the conversations I've had and letting them be archived. So you can always go back to them in order to start a new conversation that, um, that is designed to be able to help and support more people and certainly provide, uh, that conversation that I want to be having in my own business as well. So thanks for joining me, Gloria. Thank you for being a co-host the last couple of weeks. Thank you always. It's always I surrender to you. I surrender to you and the project we're working on that we'll tell people about. Yes, we, yes, we have a project coming up. You're going to hear more about it from Gloria and I. So stay tuned with that. Uh, and um, more, more to come, more to come as always. So, and remember, you guys, to always be you in beauty. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.